Hello and welcome to another episode of the wonderful and creative zone that is Artsmitten, the show that discusses everything in the arts and culture world. We'll be chatting with talented artists and individuals, as well as talking about the latest shows, films, events, everything that we've been following. We'll be speaking about everything from highbrow to lowbrow art and everything in between. So stick around and get in touch with us via our socials, Facebook, at uh, Artsmittensin. You can also stay in the loop by following us on Twitter and Instagram or tweeting us during the show at art underscore smitten. Uh, I'm Andrew and I'm here with Dana. How are you? I'm really good, Andrew. So excited to be on air with you today. Likewise, likewise. This is nothing, there is honestly nothing I would rather be doing at 6.02 on a Wednesday night, but talking culture with you. Hells yeah. And we've got a jam-packed show for you all. We have got a couple of interviews that will be happening live. We also do have an exciting segment that we are having over the next three weeks. We started it last week. You and I, along with our co-host Tom, went up to Bendigo White Night a couple of weeks ago. And we have our second instalment for you today. We have some interviews with punters who went. We have some reviews. I know there's a review in there that you've done of one of the art pieces that we saw in Rosalind Park up in Bendigo. Oh, dear. Did that make it in? It did. It sure did. And we also have um, a little bit of a, a speech and an opening address from the artistic director as well as the mayor of Bendigo. So that is coming up. Right now, actually. Did you actually have a good time up there in Bendigo oh, for White Night? Amazing, Andrew? amazing. This is the first time I've seen you since then. I'm still recovering. It was an extraordinary <laughs> event. So this is our second instalment, part two, mm-hmm. of Art Smitten Brings You Bendigo. The Gold Rush Capital, the second largest Victorian city to begin with the letter B, and the third city to host a White Night. Art Smitten Brings You Bendigo. On Saturday the 1st of September, a few of your art-smitten hosts, Dana, Andrew and Tom, headed up to the municipality of Bendigo, which happens to be Tom's hometown. The goal? To bring you the heart of Bendigo's premier white night festival in all its arts and culture glory. So, what is white night? A white night is the name given to the evenings in regions of the world with a high latitude places where the sun sets late and rises early and the sky never ends the day with blanket darkness. White night festivals are all-night art festivals that take advantage of this endless daylight. Ironically, it couldn't have been less summer-like in Bendigo with a top of 10 degrees and the darkness hitting at 6.30pm. However, it was an arts festival like no other. Over the next four weeks, your Wednesday Art Smitten team will bring you the events that unfolded at Bendigo White Night. There'll be interviews from local and regional punters, reviews of the events that unfolded, and a whole lot more arts and culture direct from the city of Bendigo. We present to you Art Smitten Brings You Bendigo. On this week's show, we will be bringing you the beginnings of the White Night evening, including White Night's opening ceremony address by Margaret O'Rourke, the Mayor of Greater Bendigo, a discussion about the difference between White Night in Melbourne and that of Bendigo, and interviews with locals and visitors to the event. But up first, an address by Bendigo White Night's Artistic Director, David Atkins, presented at the event's opening ceremony in Roslyn Park. Over 50 of the installations will feature local artists. And all told, there are over 50, almost 60 installations and works for you to see. Projections and performances. You'll see performers on verandas, stages, balconies, domes, rotundas, in high heels, and on adrenaline. (laughs) 
My hope is that this inaugural White Night will engage, inspire, enlighten and entertain you. And I urge you all to spend as much time as you can and see as much of it as you can because there are some wonderful local artists presenting their work for you tonight. Um, enjoy the evening. It's wonderful to think we've got our first White Night. We would love to think that we could have it again. The weather is holding off, which is brilliant. The restaurants look full and there's people starting to come into the city. So I really hope you thoroughly enjoy it. So for the benefit of the recording, could you state your name yep. and your role within okay. White Night? Yep, David Atkins, Artistic Director, White Night. Okay. And uh, Mr Atkins, tell me, what drew you to um, bring White Night to Bendigo? Um, the, the selection process was actually done at a state government level um, and uh, there was a number of cities, regional cities, that submitted tenders and proposals. Uh, so I wasn't part of that process. Um, but uh, having uh, then dis- you know, been, been told that Bendigo was going to be uh, the next White Night, um, it had uh, a number of attributes that we were looking for and uh, as a result we were really excited about that. Okay, and what were those attributes in particular? Um, there are a number of things that we that we look for. Um, the two main things is uh, are around the the architecture and the the actual construction of the city in terms of whether or not we can create areas and precincts that work for traffic flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and Bendigo is perfect with Pormall and View Street and the park. It's, uh, and then the next thing is architecture. Mm-hmm. And again, Bendigo has some extraordinary architecture. And the last thing, although it's not in order of priority, is the the cultural community and uh, and the cultural precinct here and the number of artists and musicians um, made it a, a logical choice for us. It was fantastic from that point of view. Um, is there anything that stands out with Bendigo that perhaps Melbourne doesn't have for a white night event? Sense of community. <laughs> I mean, I think the big thing about a country town like Bendigo, and I've, and I've recounted this a number of times over the week to people, um, is how everybody in Bendigo has gotten behind this, um, from shopkeepers to retailers to restaurants, people in the street. Um, and, you know, I mean, w- you walk through the street here and people actually say hello to you. It's absolutely, you know, there's that sense of country community and, uh, and fellowship is just, uh, you know, and I'm sure that's going to be borne out tonight with the way people uh, engage with this event and enjoy it. Ballarat last year. Yeah. Have you been to any other White Nights in Victoria? No. <laughs> and what are you expecting from Bendigo White Night? Uh, well, I didn't build up any expectations. I was just here to enjoy what was offering. And of what you've seen so far, what have you enjoyed most? Um, I've enjoyed the park here uh, and the vi- buildings lit up. They're and I see you've dressed nice and warm. No, I would. <laughs> a little bit chilly? Yes, but it's not raining. That's the main thing. That's true. And are you staying here for the weekend or for the evening? I'm here for the weekend. I'm staying with my son. He lives in Bendigo. So we're in the middle of Roslyn Park, surrounded by the sculptures that Andrew described for you before. Andrew, what's going on at the moment around us? It's absolute chaos. We were lucky to get in there before when they were lit up, but blown up but not lit up, because now there must be at least oh, two or 3,000 people, do you reckon, around us. Uh, the frog, I think, is most, the most remarkable one when it's lit up, because the light in its stomach is much larger than expected, and it sort of balloons out light from its belly button in this hideous sort of gamma ray Doctor Who-esque figure. Um, the, the emu is also pretty good. That's staying out from the crowd. It's giving dirty looks to everyone in front of it, and I don't blame it. And also, uh, the, the, the one thing that is very pretty are the gum nuts and the uh, cocoons hanging from the trees that have a really... Well, they, they do look like lights. It almost looks like an outdoor restaurant. It looks very al fresco and lit up like that. It, it, it gives a nice je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> and what are we about to head uh, over to right now? We're about to head over to uh, go and check out the food court area. But first, we're going to walk past the uh, butterfly and the light 
the other lit animals in lit in more ways than one. Lit AF. But these animals really are lit AF. Yes. <laughs> uh, Darren from Shepparton, and uh, I'm 52, and my lovely wife here is 39 today. Happy birthday! Thank, Thank you. And what brings you to White Night here in Bendigo? Um, well, for, we're from Shepparton, saw the ad on Facebook, and um, I really like the lights and all that sort of stuff, and uh, it happens to be the wife's birthday, so I needed to do something special to landmark it, and this was a fantastic opportunity. It sure is a unique opportunity to come down here and experience something like this. Absolutely, absolutely. And from what you've seen thus far, what are you liking about White Night in Bendigo? Oh, well, for a start, the crowd is pumping, Bendigo is rocking. We've just had a meal at the National Pub uh, and the White Knight's about to approach, so what isn't there to like? So we are on one of the main thoroughfares of the Bendigo White Knight. There is currently a puppetry robot that is walking down the street, well lit, and it's controlled by about four or five different people, which is a pretty amazing thing to see. Okay, hi, uh, my name is So and I'm from Melbourne. Uh, I work for NAB and uh, I'm 38. Uh, and what brings you all the way from Melbourne to White Night and Bendigo? Um, we had seen the White Night in Melbourne, that was amazing, and uh, I wanted to see how it goes in Bendigo. And of course, it's again uh, an encouragement to gather the crowd, and because I think this is the first one here quite fun it's going very good and what are you what are you liking about white night so far um the drag was amazing that's one thing and obviously these the lights are very nice i'm michael i'm from bendigo and i'm 66 i i just discovered this morning that it's going to be on so i went to the melbourne one a couple of years ago and i couldn't move and couldn't see anything so i thought i'd give, give this one a try and what are you thinking of the crowds thus far Oh, they're manageable, aren't they, compared to the end of Swanson Street. Yeah. And what, what are you thinking of what you're seeing so far? What are, what are you liking about White Night? Oh, it's uh, just an, a nice effort by somebody, uh, the organisers, to uh, give us something um, entertaining. And, uh... and do you think ordinarily uh, Bendigo is an arts and culture hub? In some ways it is. Um, we have uh, visits from... Uh, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra from time to time. We have a, an art gallery with a small but excellent collection uh, and uh, there's a, we have our own uh, homegrown um, uh, musical and theatre groups. Yeah. Mm. Alongside all of these projections and artworks is going around in the main strips of Bendigo, what I'm loving the most is seeing people's reactions to the lights and we just saw some lanterns be uh, released into the air and everybody's reaction is just joy. That, that is exactly as I'll describe it, Data. It is joy that we're experiencing here, not just me and you and Andrew, but everyone here in Bendigo. There's just this absolute elation at seeing our city, you know, uh, represented like this. So we're absolutely blown away. On every corner you can look and you can see something new. What do you think, Andrew? I think it's interesting because the Melbourne uh, White Night didn't last at all until the next morning and I was wondering about how well Bendigo's White Night would make it to 2am but I think it's easy going to do that and I think there will still be revelers while well after 2. It's only it's about 8.30 now and it's still just humming. It feels like it's just beginning. So if Italy's quite quite spectacular they've well concentrated it they've organized it well and it's just a, a, a sight to see now we're getting other elements like the the angel walking through the streets with the projections behind it is something you really do never see so it's, it's an absolutely spectacular experience beyond words 
Yes, that is some words about uh, the Bendigo White Night experience uh, that we did two weeks ago when Bendigo had its first ever White Night. Uh, Dana, Tom and I went up there for the day and what an experience. Wasn't it amazing? It was a very... Amazing to see Bendigo brought to life in that way. I've been to the Melbourne White Night a couple of uh, years ago and I really didn't like it because it was Mm. like a cattle station, a sheep yard. It was just everybody was packed into Fed Square and that sort of region. Whereas this part um, at Bendigo, despite it being very busy, there was it was a lot more spread out. It was throughout the park, throughout lots of greenery, beautiful old buildings. Um, like David Atkins, the um, artistic director, said in there, it is about the architecture and the history of the town as well as the projections and the art pieces themselves. So I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was much better than Melbourne. The crowds were far more managed, uh, managed far better. Uh, and I think there was a lot more going on than in Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne's uh, White Night certainly sometimes feels just like a food truck festival, really, whereas this one had a lot of things that genuinely draw people to the city. The projections, like you say, were incredible on those buildings, and I was sceptical about how the um, about those how those heritage-listed buildings would look with all this projector. I would have thought, you know, this sort of Baroque, Elizabethan, uh, Edwardian kind of facades with pictures of uh, Cunella tomato sauce projected on them would look really <laughs> weird, but it worked. They actually worked around the buildings, and it, it, that, I think, is the most impressive aspect of those projections. So many weird things going on as well that you didn't get in the Melbourne one like the angel thing angel on yeah the, it was like a rack. big robotic angel that was it wasn't really robotic it was puppetry more yeah. controlled by four or five people so. still in my nightmares it was <laughs> it was so scary and I looked around I turned around at one point it was just right behind me and I yeah that, that moment will be and it was it was like memory. parting the seas with these big wings on it it was seas of people it was yeah. a really really a great experience and we will bring you part three next week yes. won't we Andrew yes the, that we are really just scratching the surface next week we're going to talk about the culmination of White Night uh, and some of the other uh, exhibitions that we like the most uh, towards the sort of middle to the end of the evening. We're going to be getting into the nitty gritty about uh, some of the aspects of White Night that we like the most, breaking it down. And we'll also be talking about the War Memorial, and that was an amazing uh, projection in particular, which I think we did going to dedicate an entire uh, segment to because that was extraordinary. Uh, and also uh, doing some IVs with some more uh, impressive, impressed Bendigoans. Uh, so don't Bendigoians, I think, is the correct term. It's, Tom would correct you. It's Bendigoians. It's a Bendigoian. Ah. I think you were saying it wrong the whole day. Yeah. I had to break it to I you now. I but... so many Bendigoans. <laughs> Bendigoans it is. Let's hit a track. This is Until You Feel Good. You're listening to Art Smitten on Sin Nation with Andrew and Dana.